This programme was first broadcast on Otago Access Radio and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Profile of 20 Young Poets on Otago Access Radio, a series celebrating the literary talent of young people in Dunedin. Every Wednesday at 5pm we will hear from another young Dunedin poet about their passion for writing and listen to some of their written work. Episodes from these series will be replayed at 9.30pm on Thursdays and 2.30pm on Fridays and available online from www.oar.org.nz and iTunes. My name's Mary Lockett. Um, I'm 16 and I go to Logan Park High School. I have a lot of things that I do in my spare time. Um, Stilt walking. I still walk in the midwinter carnival. um, And I enjoy drawing and arty things like that. Well, in terms of creative writing, I couldn't really say where the start point was because I've always grown up reading books and being encouraged to write and do things like that so it's just kind of something that I've always enjoyed doing and been encouraged to do. I've always loved to read and I've always been surrounded by books and I've always like my mum is a librarian so so I've always I've always got something interesting and new to read. I think creative writing is definitely something that you can learn to do but I think it does take a lot of practice and development in your own time And there are de- but there are definitely um, things that you can pick up and use purposefully to make your writing better. I honestly I couldn't choose a favourite author but I think in terms of poets my favourite poet would be Robert Frost I'm not quite sure what it is about his about his writing, but it's it's just very sort of it seems very clean and purposeful. We have a photo on our wall of my grandmother. She is nineteen, maybe or twenty. It is in black and white, and it is so beautiful. You can tell by the graceful tilt of her head and the gleam in her eyes that she is curious, controlled, and just a little bit coy. Of course, she's eighty now and is softer and more creased than she used to be. But my grandmother has grown old with the same grace and dignity that you can see in the photograph. However, there is an equal and opposite reaction for everything. So for every wrinkle that age gives to my grandmother, it must also take something away. Age is taking her memory. The conversations, once so diverse, are still just as animated, but now go round and round like a dog chasing its tail, and I would be lying if I said that it doesn't get dull after a while. Sometimes it can be hard work to move in a different direction and to keep reminding her that no, she doesn't have to do that because she's done it already and that yes, Tim and Elspeth and the girls are up from Dunedin. There are moments of humour, however, like the time she announced that she had no idea if she had any more ice cream, but if she did, we were welcome to it. Or when she told me that there are lots of spunky young men at university and then gave me a wink. Although her body is getting older in the usual direction, it seems to me as though her mind is ageing backwards. She recalls the adventures of 70 years ago as though they happened yesterday, but yesterday's incidents fade from her mind in mere minutes. My grandmother knows that she has dementia. She said once, I always thought that when you lost your memory you didn't know it, but I do and I hate it. 
It made me so sad because I could imagine the bright, beautiful young woman from the photograph stuck inside a mind that is too old for her. However, she has faced her dementia with such amusement and acceptance that I can only hope that when I go do-lally, one of her favourite words, that I can do it with the same grace as my grandmother. So that piece was about my grandma who's living up in Wellington and um, just, I kind of wrote that one to just kind of get some stuff out of my system, like, because it is, it can be hard watching people you love sort of growing old and deteriorating a bit and so that was, that one was just a way for me to kind of get some of that sadness, I guess, out of out of my system yeah with this one I just wanted to kind of communicate the idea that although although the that person's mind might not be as sort of strong as it used to be um like they're still they're still in there it's still them and they've still got their personality and it's like just because they're forgetful it doesn't mean that they're a different person I prefer writing with pen and paper because I know something about having a physical connection to it. I don't know, it just it makes it easier <laughs> for me. When I'm writing, I'll write something down and then maybe a few weeks later I'll go back to it and go, oh yeah, that, that sounds okay, maybe I'll build on that a little bit. And so it's, yeah, sometimes it can be quite a gradual sort of a process. Yeah, when I'm writing, I I prefer not to go into big flowery descriptions of things because I find that it kind of gets in the way of what I'm actually trying to say. So I try and when I'm writing, I try and sort of like I do try and keep some description in there, but I try and sort of like pare it back a bit so that it, like what I'm trying to communicate is clear. I find a lot of inspiration in people. Just people are interesting. There's lots going on with everybody, so just, I don't know, I, I find inspiration from people. I had the piece about my grandmother in the local newspaper, and that was through school. And actually, at, at my school, we have a writer's group, which I find is really good for getting involved in things that are going on around Dunedin and around New Zealand. I've entered into a few competitions and I have something in Redraft 2015, I think. Redraft is a nationwide thing that happens each year for young writers where you send away your submissions and if it gets selected it gets published in a book. So it's just like a publication of young people's writing from around New Zealand. Masks. Cold, hard, impenetrable. Hard to create and all but impossible to strip away. Take, for example, that girl in the corner. Notice her calm aura and the peacefulness on her face. If you ground that porcelain to dust under your heel, no doubt you'd find a mind in turmoil, turning and churning with what she has learned from the day's hard toil boiling over with people, poetry, politics and plans that have been foiled. But wearing a mask makes it easy, you see, for her to pretend that the burden she carries is not the world in its entirety, and so she feels in control. 
If she showed what she was thinking, feeling, seeing in her mind's eye, it would be simply too much to bear and the world would turn away from this bright mind in a dark place. An old man on a bench who finds too much joy in the world for someone his age, has wrinkles that are fake, unshakable faith and white hair at odds with the way he has been made. His mask is not of his own making. It is a gift accepted unwillingly that has been given to him out of necessity and has built up so gradually that one day he looked in the mirror and only recognised his eyes. However, he is old only in years, in body, not mind. Behind the mask of elderly wisdom is the kind of youth that is hard to find, evergreen and irreplaceable. It pays no heed to what other people can see, to the way things ought to be, and persists in spite of itself. And the boy in your class, let us not forget him, the one you think is an imbecile, a dunce, a cretin. Nothing good for you to say, except that his attitude is never aimed at you. He wears a mask too. A guise of indifference to those around him, a mask that hides a broken heart. It gets stronger every time he sees a certain pair of eyes, and although it makes the fist in his chest squeeze tighter, he is glad, for it holds the pieces together and keeps them from falling apart. The callous character he plays is merely hiding the ache, saving it for a rainy day. That way, no one will notice when he lets go and the salt flows, not so very different from the drops on the window. Time moves on. The girl on the corner, notice her calm aura and the peacefulness on her face. She has pretended for so long that her thoughts are pedestrian, nothing out of the ordinary, that she fits in. And the truth is that they are, she does. She has forgotten how to think outside the box, how to find joy in her own company. She always wondered whether she is truly happy, whether she was not less lonely when she was able to revel in the abstract and extraordinary. But it is too late. The old man on the bench... He has forgotten how to find joy in the world. He has forgotten most things now, including what it was like to be young, what it was like to be a tall, upright pine with a clear view and an open mind. The mask that he was given was preparing him for what was to come, because, you see, the rest of him has caught up and he is now every bit as old as he seems to be. The boy in your class. Being obnoxious has become a habit, although you must admit that he's mellower now. His indifference is no longer feigned. He genuinely doesn't care about the eyes that once caused him so much pain. That is because his heart has healed, has been squeezed back together like clay. And, like clay, time has hardened it so that it will not be so easily broken again. That was actually one that I wrote for school for my writing portfolio this year um, and we had to base it off something to do with our film study and so I just I chose a quote that I liked from it which was we wear a mask for so long we forget who we were beneath it and kind of went off the idea that like everyone everyone has sort of layers to their personality and everyone has something that they don't show to the whole world and um, that was just kind of playing off the idea that like after a while if you if you pretend to be something for long enough you end up sort of becoming that thing and it's yeah that was the intention with that one. I definitely think that at school we get a lot of opportunities to do creative writing like for example last year um, for year 11 one of our internals was a creative writing piece and 
this year we have a writing portfolio where we can choose to write anything we want and it can be formal writing, creative writing and actually that second piece that I read, I wrote for the writing portfolio this year. With my writing, I don't think it will be a career for me but I enjoy writing just as a way of getting stuff off my chest and just, yeah, it's like a good creative outlet. I think everyone knows that like if you have if you have stuff that's weighing on you talking to people is a good way of just kind of sort of getting it out but often the things that are weighing on you are not things that you want to talk to other people about so I find that writing is a good way. It's kind of like a way of I, I don't know I guess I pretend that the paper is a person and I'm like talking to the paper. <laughs> reading. Reading is the best way, I think, of improving your writing because the more you read, the more like techniques and things I think you sort of subconsciously pick up. So the more you read, the better your writing will be. <laughs> that was the profile of our latest young poet on Otago Access Radio. This project has been supported by the Dunedin City Council's Creative Communities Scheme, Dunedin UNESCO, City of Literature and Dunedin Public Libraries. If you would like to get involved with this project or any future Youth Zone projects, you can call the station on 471 6161 or email youthzone at oar.org.nz. This programme was first broadcast on Otago Access Radio and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.